Know the top stories of the day. Understand the issues that matter. This is Manila Bulletin News on Web. Your quick rundown of top news in the country and around the world. Manila Bulletin, celebrating 120 years of timely stories and timeless truths. Be fully informed. Hi, I'm Barbie Atenza. This is MB Now, and here are your news on web. Malacanang highly appreciated all the contributions of Vice President Lenny Robredo, and it had no intentions to diminish her efforts to help Filipinos during the coronavirus pandemic. Presidential spokesman Harry Roque made a statement after Robredo said during her Ulat Sabayan address that the office of the Vice President was able to initiate several COVID-19 response projects despite a measly budget that does not exceed 900 million pesos for 2021 due to the trust and good deeds of Filipinos. Roque reiterated that it was time to help the government address the effects of the pandemic. Roque likewise agreed with Vice President Robredo in turning the spotlight on Filipinos who helped their fellow men amid the threats and challenges of this crisis. This was not the first time Malacanang recognized Robredo's contributions to the government's fight against the COVID-19 pandemic. President Duterte himself sacked former Presidential Anti-Corruption Commission Commissioner Manuelito Luna for calling on the National Bureau of Investigation to probe Robredo for asking the private sector to help frontliners. Duterte admitted that there were times when he criticized Robredo in public and sometimes even used harsh language, but said the vice president did nothing wrong this time around. The Department of Health has appealed to independent experts to be more careful in giving statements about the country's COVID-19 situation. In a statement on Tuesday night, July 27, the DOH said it values the work of independent experts but appealed to them to be more careful in making pronouncement in terms of the national situation as this may cause more panic and fear. The DOH did not specify a particular group in its statement. The DOH said it observed a rising trend in the COVID-19 cases in Metro Manila. However, there is no definitive evidence of a surge in the said area. The cities of Makati, Las Piñas, Pasay, Pasig, Taguig, Paranaque, Manila, Valenzuela, Navotas, Marikina, and Caloacan all have positive two-week growth rate or TWGR a trend reversal from negative two-week growth rates three to four weeks ago. The DOH said it is closely monitoring daily trends and is immediately flagging areas with increase in rates of transmission. DOH Undersecretary Maria Rosario Vergara said that while the country's overall health care utilization rate and intensive care utilization rate remain at low risk, the government should continue to prepare the health system and further augment the needed resources to maintain these low-risk levels.
cash gifts and other rewards to be received by first Filipino Olympic gold medalist Heidelin Diaz will not be subject to income tax according to the Bureau of Internal Revenue. According to Revenue Deputy Commissioner for Legal Group Marisa Cabreros, prizes bestowed to winners in the quadrennial Olympic Games and other amateur competitions are tax-exempt under the tax code. She said, however, that prizes coming from the private sector will be subject to a 6% donor's tax. The said tax will come from the donor or giver and not from the recipient. Government officials and the country's top business executives are slated to give more than 35 million pesos to Diaz in recognition and appreciation for giving the country its first Olympic gold medal since it joined the Games in 1924. The rewards are expected to rise up to 50 million pesos as Malacanang and other rich individuals promise to give more in appreciation for her unprecedented feats. In Metro News, 82 Quezon City Police test positive for COVID-19 and Manila LGU to open a third dialysis center. More from these reports. At least 82 police officers from the Quezon City Police District have tested positive for COVID-19, Mayor Joy Belmonte confirmed in a text message. Citing information from the city's Epidemiology and Disease Surveillance Unit, there were part of the 161 police personnel who underwent swab testing on July 23. The remaining 79 turned out negative. The results came out on July 27 and 28, or a day after scores of the police personnel from the QCPD were deployed to the Commonwealth Avenue for President Duterte's 6th SONA last Monday. Manila Bulletin tried to ask QCPD Director Brigadier General Antonio Yara if the police personnel who tested positive for COVID-19 were part of the police deployment for Monday SONA, he has not responded. Concerns were raised that the COVID-19 positive police personnel might have been deployed during the SONA and engaged rallies in a slight skirmish which led to violations of the social distancing guidelines. The third dialysis center will soon open in Manila City to further boost its healthcare services as announced by the city government on Tuesday, July 27. Manila Mayor Francisco Escomonado Dumagoso inspected the new dialysis center located at Santa Ana Hospital. Dumagoso said the center shall operate from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday to Friday with Saturday and Sunday to be reserved for those in need of emergency dialysis. The mayor shared that the Santa Ana Hospital dialysis center can serve 26 patients per month with each patient under a thrice-a-week dialysis regimen. He added that once all the dialysis machines are operational, the center can accommodate 66 patients a month. Here are the top news in other parts of the country. Lapu-Lapu City to require vaccine cards in establishments. Additional 3,500 tourism workers in Boracay vaccinated against COVID-19. And 10 repatriated OFWs in Davao City test positive for COVID-19. Let's check out the details. Lapu-Lapu City Mayor Junard Chan on Tuesday said his executive order requiring residents to present a vaccination card in entering public and private markets and other establishments is meant to entice the public to get inoculated against COVID-19. This after Chan admitted that the city has a low vaccination turnout and he sees the need to bolster efforts to reach the 70% population protection. 
Executive Order 2021-040 will take effect on August 25 and will require residents entering markets, convenience, and department stores to present their vaccination card. An additional 3,500 tourism workers at world-famous Boracay Island have been vaccinated against COVID-19. The additional 3,500 tourism workers who got vaccinated last Monday, July 26 at City Mall Boracay are among the target 6,500 tourism workers who have been vaccinated at the country's most popular beach destination. The Department of Tourism is aiming to vaccinate an estimated 11,620 tourism workers of Boracay as tourist arrivals are picking up as travel restrictions have been eased. Ten overseas Filipino workers who were repatriated in Davao City on July 15 and 18 tested positive for COVID-19. The 10 individuals were among the 138 OFWs who arrived at the Davao International Airport on the said separate flights. Three OFWs tested positive from the DACA flight while seven tested positive from the Dubai flight. Davao City Mayor Sara Duterte said the city will coordinate with the DOH for the protocols with regard to the other air passengers who will be included in the contract tracing during the said flights. She added that the patients have already been placed in a designated treatment facility in the city. In world news, Portugal's 98% of COVID-19 patients not fully vaccinated. Thailand registers 14,150 new COVID-19 cases. And Chile's ancient mummies added to UN heritage list. Details in these reports. People not vaccinated or having received only one dose of vaccines constitute 98% of patients hospitalized with COVID-19 in Portugal, according to the General Directorate of Health Reports. Most of the patients hospitalized are over 60 years old, but a significant number of hospitalized people are aged 20 to 39. The Portuguese Council of Ministers will meet on Thursday to decide whether to ease the current restrictions in force in the country after hearing experts' guidance at the meeting. Thailand reported 14,150 new COVID-19 cases on Tuesday, down from a new record of 15,276 in the previous day. The new infections marked the 11th consecutive day with cases surpassing 10,000, taking the total case load to more than 500,000. The new infections marked the 11th consecutive day with cases surpassing 10,000, taking the total case load to more than 500,000. In order to address the challenges, the authorities have established new field hospitals in high-risk area and impose home isolation on infected people with mild or no symptoms. Tougher restrictive measures including a night curfew and travel curbs enforced since July as part of an effort to prevent the spread of the coronavirus. Chile's Chinchorro pomis, the oldest in the world to have been purposively preserved by humans, were added to UNESCO's World Heritage List on Tuesday. The mummies, which were found in the north of Chile at the start of the 20th century, are more than 7,000 years old, meaning they predate the Egyptian mummies by two millennia. The United Nations Cultural Organization announced on Twitter that it had added the settlement and artificial mummification of the Chinchorro culture to its prestigious list during a virtual meeting chaired by China. In entertainment, pop artist Pink offers to shoulder the fine of a Norwegian women's handball team. The reason why? In this report. 
pop artist Pink is helping the Norwegian women beach handball team to take a stand. This after the team was fined for refusing to wear bikini bottoms to their games. The Norwegian women beach handball team wore shorts instead of the sports bikini top and bottoms that eventually got them fined 1,500 euros or 1,770 US dollars by the European Handball Federation for breach of clothing regulations. On Twitter, Pink said that she is very proud of the Norwegian team for protesting the very sexist rules about their uniform. She added that the European Handball Federation should be fined for sexism and that she'd be happy to pay the fines on their behalf. On Instagram, the Norwegian female beach handball team thanked everyone who supported them and that they appreciate all the love that they received. In sports, Filipino boxer Nesty Petesio is two wins away from becoming the second Filipino Olympic gold medalist. Details in this report. Nesty Petesha overpowered Colombia's Yeni Marcela Arias Castaneda to advance to the boxing semifinal of the women's 54 to 57 kilograms in the Tokyo Olympics on Wednesday, July 28. The win assured Petesha of at least a bronze medal and is two wins away from clinching the country's second Olympic gold medal following Hidalin Diaz's feat in weightlifting. This also assured the country of multiple medalists in the Olympics for the first time since the 1932 Los Angeles edition. According to Olympics.com, Potesha's next match will be on Saturday, July 31, where she will face Italy's Irma Testa. In today's Tech Talk, the Manila Bulletin Tech Lab team shows us a flexible laptop. Let's watch this. A premium-looking laptop that can turn into a tablet with a pen. This is what the HP Spectra is all about. Today in Tech Talk, we take a look at the HP Spectra and find out how flexible it can be. The HP Spectra's design is really a cut above the rest. With its gem-cut design, every angle is precisely chiseled through aluminum CNC machining. It also sports an all-aluminum body that is crafted from a single piece of aluminum. On its right side, you will find two USB-C ports, a micro SD card slot, and a webcam kill switch for added privacy. On its left side, you will find a 3.5mm audio port and a USB-A port. For added privacy, it also has a dedicated button to turn off the microphone just to make sure no one is cyber eavesdropping on you. In avoiding prying eyes, the F1 button also doubles as the HP SureView privacy screen. This way, you can be sure that you are the only one looking at your screen. The HP Spectre is actually powered by the 11th generation Intel Core processor i7, which is one of the fastest processors around. It boasts of up to 22 hours of battery life, which is HP's longest battery life on a quad-core 13-inch convertible laptop. Speaking of convertible, the HP Spectre can surely keep up with whatever you are doing. You can fold it so that it can turn into a tablet or flip it so that you can conveniently watch videos or write on the screen. Yes, you heard it right, the screen is touch sensitive. But if you don't feel like using your fingers, you can opt to use its pen for a more precise and comfortable writing or art creation. In summary, the HP Spectre is a premium device but has the functionality and flexibility of a rugged laptop. Added with its unique security features, the HP Spectre is surely an all-around device perfect for executive, artists, and even students. 
And that is Tech Talk for this week. Join us again next week for more tech updates. Be fully informed. That is a laptop I'm sure everyone would want to have because of its flexibility and its great security features. And those are the news on web today, July 28, 2021. For more news and details, get your copy of Manila Bulletin newspaper tomorrow or log on to www.mb.com.ph. You may also subscribe to our newsletter through the link on this video's caption to have the day's latest news delivered to your inbox. I am Barbie Atienza from Manila Bulletin and join us again tomorrow. This has been MB Now. Be fully informed.